All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season two of Fanalyze, an NFL podcast. This season, we will be posting about twice a week, giving you lots of content. Uh, For this week's episode, uh, we are going to be going through our Super Bowl recap. I'm Lewis, this is Alex next to me, and uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, jumping right into it. The Super Bowl was last weekend. Everybody partied, they watched the commercials, some of us partied a little too hard. But it was a great game. You know, 31-20, the Chiefs won. They made another one of their dramatic fashion comebacks. Alex, what did you have to say about this game? First off, I want to say it was really exciting compared to last year's Super Bowl with the Rams and the Patriots. It was a great game to watch. It was really exciting the entire way through. It wasn't... It wasn't a defensive battle like some people thought it was going to be. There was a lot of offense, which I really think helped out the viewership on it. The halftime show was great. But, um, again, like you said, the fourth quarter comeback with the Chiefs putting up 21 points in the fourth quarter compared to the 49ers' zero points made it a really dramatic game near the end. I'm sure a lot of people were sitting on the edge of their seats. The one thing I do have to say about it, though, is um, Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers. This is now two Super Bowls in the in a row where he's been the head coach or been a part of the team and had a crucial part in it, where he's given up a lot of points at the end of the game and it's cost their team the win for a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. I don't know if this is going to play into anything down the season, but I, it almost seems like he's jinxed or something because they play great, his teams that he's been on, the Falcons and the 49ers, they play great through three quarters. And then, again, like the Patriots, they just fall apart in the fourth quarter. It seems like they're tired or something. I don't know what the problem was, but it made the, it made the Chiefs and the Patriots, the last two times they've played, look really great in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I just It was a great comeback by Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. I was really excited to see Andy Reid get his first Super Bowl win. And credit the 49ers because those first three quarters, you know, arguably the Chiefs – top three offense I'm willing to say that oh yeah for sure and the 49ers had them lost I mean the D-line they were all over Mahomes that left tackle could not deal with Joey Bosa he was getting all kinds of pressure um the corners played well they had a great defensive scheme and they really had the Chiefs just lost the first three quarters so that was very interesting to see I'm so used to seeing the Chiefs go big chunk big chunk touchdown absolutely and the 49ers had them in the first three quarters just taking tiny little pieces of yardage at a time they weren't able to set up that deep shot downfield and to my surprise I thought Tyree Kill was going to be burning Richard Sherman with his speed the entire night and it didn't happen until late in the fourth quarter Again, like I said, I feel like that might be because he was tired and that defense was just becoming exhausted being out there so much because of all the mistakes that Jimmy Garoppolo made. Right. But Jimmy I, G did not look his best at all. No. It, back to what you said about Sherman, he did get burned a lot. Yeah, so is this the, the end for him? Because, you know, he's, he's a very smart defender. I'll give him that. But I really haven't seen it all of this year. He's, takes, he's had it, his moments, but... He just could not keep up with Sammy Watkins or Tyree Kill. We we've seen the highlights, we've seen the memes, a lot of those. Yeah, I've seen. Try those me memes. with a sorry corner like Sherman. We've seen those memes, and he just couldn't keep up with him. 
it helps to be a smart defender and study the film, but it doesn't matter at some point if you just can't keep up with any of these guys exactly. that are that fast. He is getting older. He's yeah. getting up there. I, I know that might be something that a lot of people worry about, but I think he has maybe another two to three years where he's a really solid play, but I feel like eventually he's going to hit that wall like Darrell Rivas did where he's just gonna, his play is going to dramatically decrease, and then we're just going to remember him as the corner that used to be good. And a lot of his success, honestly, it comes from his D-line. You know, when the D-line gets pressure on there, when the opposing quarterbacks have, I mean, less than three seconds to throw the ball, that's a great defensive line that allows your corners to not have to play coverage that much. So, great job by their defensive line there. One thing I also want to touch on really quick is um, Damian Williams and Raheem Mostert, two undrafted running backs coming out of college. They were cut by multiple teams, including the Dolphins, and now they're, they're Super Bowl running backs that looked great in their game. I think I saw a statistic somewhere saying that Damian Williams tied Darrell Rivas for 11 postseason touchdowns for a running back. Wow. Which, yeah, that's crazy to me to think that an undrafted player like him can do that stuff. And Raheem Mostert throughout the playoffs looked great. I mean, they kept the pressure off Jimmy G. He only threw the ball like eight or nine times against Green Bay, and we all saw what he did against Green Bay with – 220 yards rushing and four touchdowns. That's great for a running back, let alone an undrafted one. I think it came as a lot of surprise to a ton of people because yeah. a lot of us thought, I at least I thought, that Tevin Coleman was going to be the bell cow back the entire season and he was just going to carry the load the entire time. Yeah. G- great play there by Williams and Mostert, really. He really came on in that NFC Championship game. Um, this Chiefs offense, they really are incredible. Yeah. I mean, you talk about probably the best tight end in the league. Yeah. I mean, you're facing one of them in Kittle also. The fastest receivers, without a doubt. They had some mishaps, obviously. You look at the first quarter of the Texans game, that was awful. But Damian Williams, very good running back, pretty good offensive line. And then you have, and I'm going to make a bold, bold statement here, the best quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, for, you talk about I, I agree with that. the escapability of him. He, he looks like Deshaun Watson escaping pressure. He can run. Honestly, this might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but he can run like Lamar. He can run almost. He like definitely Lamar. puts a lot of heart into his right. runs. He's got the arm strength of Josh Allen. I mean, he's got accuracy of Rodgers. You, you can. He's just amazing. He made a couple mental mistakes in those first three quarters against the best defense in the NFL. Of course, we all would. But to put up 31 points against them, lead your team like that, that that's incredible. Patrick Holmes, best quarterback in the NFL. He's got a very bright future. He, he knows how to take hits. There's Through, through the t- Titans game and the 49ers game, he took shots when he was running. But he would get up immediately and be fired up about it, and he would show that he's going to lead this team, which I really was think was a really kind of gutsy play for him. And like you said, I he definitely isn't as good as Lamar running the ball because I would definitely say that Lamar Jackson is the most electrifying quarterback oh, yeah. in the NFL. He knows how to make plays happen when the entire pocket is broken down by scrambling and making teams think that he's going to run, but then he can throw it as well. But pound for pound overall best quarterback, I definitely agree with you. I think it's Patrick Mahomes. I could definitely see the Chiefs being that team, kind of like the Patriots, where you're going to see them in the playoffs a lot for the next five to six years, and they're going to be one of the top seeds consistently just because of how potent that offense is. 
Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, Patrick Mahomes, bright future. The Chiefs, bright future. His brother Jackson Mahomes. I think I see a bright future there on TikTok. TikTok, that's that's, that's an up and coming thing. Yeah. You never know. I like it. <laughs> I like what he's doing with his TikTok. You know, it's nice. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for this little segment. We're doing it a little bit differently this season. We're gonna have smaller, like ten to fifteen minute segments where we address one topic. However, we will be publishing more often. So. Hope you enjoy. We're very excited to film this season. Alex, take it away. I just want to say I really hope you guys enjoy this new format. We're going to be putting out a lot more videos, a lot more consistently, and we're going to try to carry this into next season as best we can. The, once it gets to game time for the NFL regular season, we'll still continue to do our NFL weekly updates, predictions, all of that, but that's a really long ways away. So we're going to try to keep you entertained in this football offseason with all sorts of predictions, free agency updates, mock drafts, keeping tabs on all the draft prospects. Possibly the XFL, college football. I'd be excited to do that too. There's a lot of stuff happening, transfer portals yeah. for college quarterbacks, players, all of those positions. And the XFL just started this past weekend. The Renegades and the DC Defenders and the Vipers. It was pretty exciting to watch. There's a lot of new plays coming in there and a lot of new rules. Yeah. So just give us some feedback on this, and we would love to communicate with you guys and answer some of your questions. We hope you enjoy, and we're really looking forward to this next season.